0: Hey friend, welcome to the Authentically ADHD podcast. With me, your host, Carmen. I'm a certified life coach, a teacher, and an ADHDer, and I'm here to talk all things ADHD with you, give you the latest research, facts, and tips of course, strategies to help. So being diagnosed later in life was very difficult for me, so I've made it my mission to help as many people as I can so that no one has to feel the way that I did. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, and welcome or welcome back to the show. If it's your first time listening, welcome to the tribe, my friend. I love and appreciate each and every listener. I truly appreciate your time that you give me every week because I know that there are so many choices and you're helping me with my goal because this podcast is to inform and help as many people with ADHD that I can. So let's dive right into the content. Today we're talking about the truth about ADHD to combat stigma, inform the uninformed, and validate that ADHD is not a deficit in attention. While telling about a few big truths of ADHD, i me be dropping some truth bombs. There's a lot of great information in this episode from my research to my experiences to my clients' experiences you ready? All right, let's get started. So first I want to explain the difference between symptoms and impairments. Um, And impairments are also called negative outcomes. So a symptom is the way that the disorder expresses itself and an impairment is the consequences of the symptoms. For example, distractibility is a symptom and an outcome of that could be frequent job changes, or impulsivity is a symptom and it plays a part in maybe overspending money, leading to having a hard time managing finances, or our deficient working memory impacts our ability to remember details and or remember appointments, events, or where your important items are, like your keys, phone, and wallet. One of the major symptoms is poor sustained attention, especially when we are not interested in the task. And like when we're not invested in it, it's just, it's the overall regulation of self that we struggle with. This is why we may engage in several irrelevant tasks or get stuck in a paralysis. I'm sure if you don't have ADHD and you've seen this um, phrase of ADHD task paralysis, so let's dig into what it is. When someone is stuck in ADHD paralysis, it may look like they are like just scrolling on their phone, playing a game, or napping, or anything else that looks "quote unquote" lazy. On the inside, for us though, it's a constant inner battle of, I need to do the task, I wanna do the task, I just wanna do the task, can I just get the task done? I want to do the task, why can't I just do the task? Do the task, I don't wanna do the task. It's back and forth in your head. I'll tell you why, it's because our dopamine-fueled reward center is basically broken. What I mean is, our brains do not release, the amount of dopamine it would if our brains were typically developing. Instead, we just feel like a small sense of relief. Therefore, the motivation to do the task in the first place is almost never there. The truth about ADHD is that we can get overstimulated easily. We have emotional explosions that we regret often. We have a dysregulated nervous system and we are forgetful. And we're time-blind. So when you pair that with impulsivity, we interrupt, we get emotional fast, we are more prone to addictions and things that provide immediate gratification. We again then have so many ideas, but but are, we have, you know, we're also not so great at beginning and then finishing or following through on a project or task that we started usually Because we get bored with it or we get a new idea, our impulsivity kicks up again and we, you know, just start yet another project, task or goal adding to the, I don't know, how many do you have? I have like 20 going right now. No, I'm just kidding. I probably have a few more than I need to, um, which is why we talk about the truth about ADHD, right? Right? um to be aware of what we're doing and maybe change some of the things that we're doing hopefully to improve our lives so when talking about starting another project or goal really assess how many you have on your to-do list the truth about adhd is that things seem super hard and they are really hard Believe me, I get it. I'm right there with you. We struggle with the following, and this is not a limited list. Relationships, organization of things and thoughts, keeping jobs, impulsive self-harming behaviors such as smoking, drug use, sex, um, doing other self harming behaviors like addictive shopping or overeating. Uh, We struggle with our working memory. So remembering really anything while we're doing something else is super hard. We have a hard time starting tasks, following through on those tasks, and then properly planning and sequencing the steps for that task. We struggle with impulsive shopping, interruptions, and overfilling our plates, and then feeling overwhelmed and guilty when we can't meet all of our commitments. We struggle with impulsive overscheduling, and our brains lack the skills to see the past, to decide on the present when planning the future. Now, like I said, that is surely not an exhaustive list But those are all negative outcomes that can happen Um, and it's bad enough that we struggle so much with these everyday tasks like putting things in their right place so you can find things like your keys. Add that on to when you don't and you can't find them we often guilt, shame, and berate ourselves. It is yet another brain wiring we have built since childhood, likely from internalizing all of the feedback that we received for not being, you know, the way we were supposed to be and internalizing all of the feedback that we received and we most likely perceived it as rejection because most likely the feedback wasn't always given back in a kind manner. The truth about adhd is that we have no self-control i'm going to repeat that for emphasis because i feel like it's really important the truth about adhd is that we have no self-control think about that for a second we buy we eat we sleep we binge these things for instant dopamine let me tell you something there is nothing wrong with you You're not broken. I struggle with all of this and more. Believe me, if I was going to make an exhaustive list, I would be here for hours. The truth about ADHD is that we can improve our lives. Again, I'm going to repeat for emphasis. The truth about ADHD is that we can improve our lives. The truth about ADHD is that we can change what and how we think about ourselves, about what we can build, about what routines and habits we can create slowly for ourselves, and that we can make small steps towards lifestyle changes that can help us in the long run. So set boundaries, gain more human contact, community, connectedness, And increase our ability to regulate our emotions, to understand our own ADHD, forgive our past selves, and make things work for you, not more work for you. Again, repeating for emphasis here, make these things work for you, not more work for you. That is really important because we don't want to add more onto our plates. For you, I just want you to know that we don't have an intention deficit disorder. We have an intention deficit disorder and I have a secret. We can reframe our intentions or reframe our thoughts about our intentions. Research actually shows that our self-talk as ADHDers is incredibly negative. We try to be perfect. We base our self-worth off of our productivity. And everything between emotional regulation, problem-solving, organizing, and motivation, ADHD truly affects all parts of our lives. And I am just learning this in the past year or two. While this episode may may seem like it's full of doom, don't worry, I have some tips. But they're small baby steps we can take to start improving our lives. If you would like a little more support, sign up for a free coaching call with me. The link is in the show notes. If you're looking for a community, amazing coaches, more resources like courses, workbooks, and a private community that's all very ADHD friendly, you should join Focused. Created by none other than the I Have ADHD podcast host, Kristen Carter. If you use my link in the show notes, you get your $50 off your first payment, and I get a $50 credit to my account. It's such a valuable program that it's an all-around win. So that link is also in the show notes if you want to use it, because community is important when you have ADHD. So you can meet your relational needs of connection, belonging, and validation. This can be any community. There are free ones on Instagrams, like Instagram accounts, there are Facebook groups, there are freebies in my and in other podcasts, follow me on social media. That right there is a free community and I post about ADHD all the time. Whatever way that you can get some positive human contact in your life, it can help immensely. Ask me how. I know really you can connect with me and ask me how I know next awareness is key learn about your ADHD understand your ADHD and start putting strategies into place where you struggle it's totally worth it because as dr. Barkley says ADHD is not a disorder of not knowing what to do It's a disorder of doing what you know. It's not a short attention span. It's the inability to organize behavior across time. That's why it's so important to rate and share and review the podcast so that the most ADHDers can get started learning how to organize their behavior across time. That their ADHD is not a deficit in anything but a, but but a self-regulation disorder. So, I do have some tips. You may already know it's a disorder of not doing, right? So I promise I'm going to give you tips, but you have to promise me something first. Hey, listener, if you're looking for a little bit more in setting and reaching your goals or any other part of my podcast, you have two options below. You can join Focused, and we both get a credit to our account, or you can sign up for a free 30-minute coaching call with me in the second link. Do either one if you feel like you want more support in these areas. Thanks. Talk to you soon. To promise me that you will start small pick one then write out what done looks like I have a freebie in the show notes to go along with it and I'll even have a personal example of some small steps in each one as I go I invite you to pick one start small so you don't self-sabotage Another one I'm going to repeat for emphasis, I invite you to start small. Really pick one so you don't self-sabotage because that's what we tend to do. When we try to do too much, then inevitably we fail. We set ourselves up for failure and self-sabotage and not wanting to start again. But when you start small, you set yourself up for wins faster, which will motivate you to keep going. So at least it did for me. But if I can do it, I know you can too. If you really want to though, you have to really want to. Alright, to the tips we go. Remember, you promised baby steps, okay? Okay. One get enough sleep. Lack of sleep really worsens our symptoms and it has a super negative impact on our overall health. I've struggled with sleep my whole life. Try melatonin or try to do a brain dump before bed. Please do not try to make an entire bedtime schedule and expect that you'll follow it. You may succeed for a few days, but too much at once is almost always a setup for self-sabotage. Number two, diet changes. Again, start small. I started by eliminating pop, period. That's all I did. I only drink it every once in a while now. And it does a ton. It lowers your sugar intake. It ups your water intake if you replace the pop with water. And that's the first step I took. And I saw, like, I dropped like 10 pounds from it, okay? Just from doing that one baby step. Number three, exercise. I know it seems so daunting, but when you can exercise in so many different ways, like using the stairs, walking to a close distance instead of driving when it's nice out, do simple exercises like squats, arm circles, or jumping jacks, sit ups, etc., while waiting during commercials of shows, or to help rev up your dopamine before attempting to start a task. I went for a walk before recording this podcast, actually. If you can get outside to do any of these, bonus points because vitamin D and fresh air are essential. Number four, meditation and prayer. Okay, I was never a big fan of meditation because the thought of sitting still in the quiet gave me anxiety and made me want to vomit. And that's the opposite of what we want. Like, we don't want to feel like that before we're trying to do something to calm us down. But I learned something new about meditation from Brene Brown. It doesn't have to be sedentary or quiet. According to Brene Brown's research, and I am quoting uh, from her book here, mindfulness is to maintain a moment-by-moment awareness of our thoughts, feelings, and bodily sensations and surroundings, and environment. That mindfulness also involves acceptance, meaning we pay attention to our thoughts and emotions without judging them, removing the belief that there are good or bad emotions or right or wrong ways to feel. So this practice can be done with a pen and paper. Uh, Just empty your brain out on paper. That's the step. Or choose one of your own, whatever works for you, not more work for you, please. Last but not least, number five, setting healthy boundaries internally and with other people. Start small. I invite you to create one small step toward an inner boundary that you already have or a small one you'd like to make. Some examples include... I will try to catch myself when making a mistake, and I will not shame myself when I make that mistake. I will no longer talk to myself in a mean way. I will learn more about my ADHD. I will start practicing processing my real emotions. I will start to monitor my thoughts to evaluate whether or not they are serving me. A tip check out episode titled ADHD, The Brain the lies and a major brain hack. If you haven't already, it'll help out with that step. In the show notes, I will also link my favorite ADHD books and a few resources and, you know, things that I have. I really hope that this episode was helpful. And remember, I love hearing your takeaways. So follow me post this episode with your takeaways, or, you know, post it to your story with whatever Um, you gained from this episode and what you would like to hear about maybe next. We're all done for now. And as always, stay authentic, my friends. Talk to you next time.